What's up, everybody? My name is Ahmed Ahmed. Welcome back to Hollywood Tales podcast recorded here at Jam in the Van in West L.A. I have my co-host here. Blake Barty. How's it going? And our special guest. You and Gottfried. We'll get into him in a second, but I want to say thanks to the guys here at Jam in the Van. Uh, Jake, Jake, Dave, um, Jack, our creative director, and of course, Wolf Ramirez, who's back there puppeteering this whole operation. Uh, if you haven't been to this place, they do live stand-up comedy. They do live music, they have recording sessions. It's crazy, this place used to be, I talk about this in every episode because I just want to remind people what this place used to be. It's a, uh, it used to be a rehab center. Uh, it was a, it's an ex-rehab center um, and it's very appropriate now that artists are back in here doing drugs and drinking and. Uh, <laughs> I think this was my old room. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and then coincidentally, there's a mosque right next door. I don't know if you noticed that. <laughs> Full-blown, <laughs> no, like, mo- like, Islamic mosque. <laughs> literally next door. I feel like that you guys should just break the, like, bust a hole in the wall and have a, <laughs> like, literally, and figure truly. Well, they should share the parking, the parking lot with Create a, a doorway in a hallway, <laughs> you know? Um, have it be like a cross-cultural bridge. Anyway, this place is cool. If you want to check out what they have going on, go to Jam in the Van. Dot com. Subscribe to their YouTube channel, Jam in the Van, and you can check out all the old episodes of uh, Hollywood Tales. We've done, I think, 10 so far. So this might be number 11, d- depending on the placement. You might be down the road a little bit. We'll see how important how you are. How dare you? We'll how see We'll see you. if you win another award in a month <laughs> or two. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, let's just get right into it, man. We met through um, Scott Henry and, and his wife, Catherine, yep. and, and we're, they're actually... We're in the. Pro- I don't want to jinx it, but we're in the process of doing a, a sort of distribution collaboration, I guess, with them, a partnership yeah, with them, with, um, with Hollywood Tales. But um, with Big Comedy Network. With Big Comedy yeah. Network. So look out for Big Comedy Network. And um, but we, you and I kind of spawned off and created our own little secret friendship. <laughs> <laughs> we did. Yeah. You were like, "Hey, you want to grab lunch one day or whatever?" And we just kind of organized it and we hung out with another mutual friend of mine, Eric Mills. Uh, at a friend of ours um, boat, my friend Jason here. I have the key to his boat. Hell yeah! To go into the marina, not the actual to drive the boat, but to go sit on the boat. Just go hang out. And we had tried. It was it was Sunday, wasn't it? I can't remember. But it was, like it was that. a Saturday. <laughs> or, I mean, maybe it was it was a Saturday. At any rate, it was very busy, and every place was packed, and there was just oh, yeah. nowhere to sit or go or whatever. And I was like, let's just grab some food to go and sit on the boat. And we sat there and. Uh, Chalked it up and smoked a joint, and you told yeah. me a bunch of stuff about you I didn't know. So, um, I just want to dig right into it. You won an Emmy for I direct didn't. for directing an episode of Sesame Street. Oh, not not Sesame Street, a oh. different live show. But I, I oh. did direct and produce. Oh, on okay. Sesame oh, I'm sorry. Street. Maybe I should have done the my fucking Sesame research. Sesame Street won a shit ton of Emmys. I just didn't get any credit oh. for those. <laughs> what was what was the one? Sorry, I should I, for some reason I. I crossed oh, those no wires. Worries. What was the Emmy? What was the, the, the project that you won an Emmy for? Yeah, it was uh, called Currently Speaking, and it was a complete fluke that I even won that Emmy. Um, so I'm going to look this way as well. Yeah. I'll, I'll go back and yeah, forth. Yeah. You know, just You're doing good. You'll be the floating head. <laughs> 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 but uh, no, it was a complete fluke because I did that show. It was a live political talk show mm. where they would bring on politicians, senators, people, and just the host had been doing it for so long. He just loved to rile them up and get them in each other's faces. And, uh, and you know, I did Sesame Street before that, and so I had, like, credits, and I was, like, that young guy who came into the studio and was doing shit, and everybody had been there for, like, 30, 40 years ahead of me, and they were all pissed that I was even there. 
and they were so archaic the way they did it because they had the switchboard there and you got to hit the different cameras but you know you have a guy doing it so you were like okay camera one in three two one okay now get ready for camera two and three two and i was like jesus christ i'm like can I just hit the fucking switchboard when I <laughs> want to hit the right, fucking switchboard? Right, right, right. And uh, and they hated that I did that. And I knew all the camera guys, oh, so we you, were friends you, that you, hung you out. You kind of overrode. Yeah, I, I changed the up how they did it, and they hated they that. They hated you for that. And I got one episode, one lucky fucking episode that you pushed the buttons on. That I pushed the buttons on. And it won on, a fucking Emmy. And it won an Emmy, <laughs> and I got fired because of that episode. Are you serious? Yeah, I got Hold fired. Hold on, after you won the Emmy or before? No, 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 before. Before, Isn't that something? Did they call you back? They're like, hey, sorry, can you right. come back? The producer was so mad that he had to call me and even tell me about the Emmy because I hadn't spoken to him since. Oh, uh, that, that's and a fucking great Hollywood tale right the there. I love it. But it was because I, I told the camera guys, I was like, change the angles up, and I was cutting so fast, right. and the guys stood up and started screaming in the other guy's face, mm. and we did an over-the-shoulder, and we had all these close-ups which they had never done before. Mm. And so I was the young guy that had all these new inventive ideas and they I mean, all Wolf, hated me for it. You pretty much do that, right? Isn't that, isn't that what you're doing right now? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, Wolf Romero is... He's the man behind the mirror. Yeah, he's going to win the Emmy next. Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. yeah. Fingers crossed. Yeah. So, um, so, yeah, so that's... So then you got fired, and then you won an Emmy. Yeah, won an Emmy. And did they call? Did they say, "Hey, do you want to come back to work?" Or? No, <laughs> no, they just no. called. They're like, "Hey, we just wanted to let you know, congratulations, you were nominated for an Emmy, and then you won. Um, they will send it to you in the mail." Damn, <laughs> they didn't even want to hand it to you. That was literally the conversation. Not even like congratulations. <laughs> they, I mean, he said congrats, yeah. but it was a very like. Fuck you. We hate this. that you did this. No one else has ever gotten it. <laughs> did the show win yeah. it one too or just you? No, it was just me. Just really? me. That was the first Emmy the show ever won. Dude, that's And it was the last crazy, Emmy dude. that I know of that they won as well. Um, so, so that show went for like 18 years and then it's now it's gone. What was it called? Uh, currently speaking. Where the hell fuck have I been? I don't I don't think I ever sorry, I never saw no, it. No, no, it was it was it was like a PBS show. You that's know, probably like why NPR, PBS, right, right, BBC, right. Shit like that. Um, yeah. And then where did you transition after the Emmy? Uh, well, after, and you're how old? Like early twenties, mid twenties? No, this is like um, 2015. So okay. you know, yeah, late twenties, early thirties, something right. like that. And uh, you know, and after that, I, I, you know, I was like, "Fuck TV! I'm done with TV." I had done YouTube before that, had YouTube fame in that era, and uh, it was as one a director. No, no, as a comedian. <laughs> oh, okay. I got like four billion views on YouTube. Whoa. What were yeah. you doing? Skits? Yeah, yeah. It's all sketch stuff with like Epic Meal Time, Key of Awesome, uh, Steve Cardinal, you know, those guys. Nice. So I was doing shit for them and, you know, producing and directing and writing comedy and doing sketch and then, uh, you know, transition into doing TV all the time and then I got tired of it and thought I had big britches and I was like, I'm going to go do movies, damn it. Mm -hmm. And then an uh, actress was like, you should go to Los Angeles. And I was like, oh shit, that exists. <laughs> and, then, and then I was like, that's a real thing. And now I'm here and I've been out here in LA for over 10 years now. So your background is, uh, you're Irish. Yeah. Born yeah. in Ireland. Yeah. And yeah. what part? 
Uh, Dublin. Dublin. Dublin, Ireland. So funny, because when I was talking to you, I didn't pick up the, there. you have a little slight Irish accent. Yeah, yeah. But it's, it's not until, it's, it's not until I asked you where you're from. <laughs> like, from Ireland. And I was like, if, oh. if you get me really high or really drunk, it comes back. Or if I'm talking <laughs> to somebody get from Get this home. guy a joint. Yeah, right? <laughs> I got a pipe somewhere. No. <laughs> you can smoke in here if you want. No, <laughs> I won't smoke on the show. You can. It's oh, like, really? Yeah, it's like well, very well, know, 420 well, friendly. Well, <laughs> There's a bowl of weed. No joke upstairs. <laughs> Is there really? It's this big with like I don't know five hundred like little nuggets in the rolling papers, and you can. That's awesome. You know, so maybe after the pod, but yeah, if you want after to start the pod, we will. But yeah, you're pipe. welcome to yeah, old yeah. school pipe. Hell yeah, hit it. This is uh, from World uh, right after World War Two. Where do you steal that? A uh, great grandfather, and I converted it into a weed pipe now. Fuck <laughs> yeah, he'd be so proud. <laughs> I yeah, saw you did some work on a uh, Tosh. I did, I did, yeah, I directed on Tosh. Um, was it a whole season? No, it wasn't a whole season. I did segment directing, you okay. know, like when they do those like fun little sketches right. around things. Right, so. off, offset. Yeah, yeah. Those, like, are, those are funny, yeah. yeah, what, yeah he clowns the, stuff. the people, yeah. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Cool. So that was fun, that was fun. Tosh is a great guy, loves dogs. Um, oh, it was over at the uh, tennis studios. It's it a nice little gig. Good times. Yeah. What, um, so... Growing up in Ireland, you said you were sort of in the arts, not really. Uh, I always wanted to be. Uh, you know, I found a, I found an old eight millimeter camera in our closet, and I was like, "Can I make movies with this? Can I use this?" And they were like, "Yeah, sure, go for it." And then I convinced every teacher I ever had and every friend I had to like let me do every school project as a film instead of submitting a report. I'm like. I'm going to write a script and direct a film, and then I'll submit that. And they were like, all right, sure, go for it. Young They're all horrible. Young Spielberg. Like, yeah. <laughs> They're all horrible, but, you know, that was what got me going kind of into it. And then people like Kevin Smith with Clerks and Sam Raimi with Evil Dead made me go, holy shit, I can make movies too. Right. Not saying that they're bad movies. They're great movies. I just I never <laughs> knew that you know you could do it yourself. You know, especially you could, now. Yeah, exactly. Nowadays. And then you got a, like a, a it was a scholarship. I think you told me, or you got you some you got an internship. Was internship. It? Right. Yeah, yeah. Overseas uh, internship, and that's what brought me to Queens. And then eventually, uh, you know, I was directing and producing for Sesame Street instead of being an intern. <laughs> so how'd you get the Sesame Street gig? Cause that's a that's a random like odd. I just busted my ass. Like literally, I was that guy who was kind of annoying to some people, but it was like, hey, can I do this? Hey, what do you need? What do you need? You know, I'm right here. What, what's going on? What's yeah. next? You know. And I mean, no. Like, did you submit to the like? Oh, they Sesame they Street literally produced? came in to the school that I was in, and they were like, oh, that's hey, right. That's there's an internship. Right, yeah, right, right. And they were like, does anyone want to apply and do this and whatnot? And all the other people said no. Yeah, no like, one oh, else wanted right. to do it, and, and I was me. like. I don't care. <laughs> I'm out. You so know, you I was like, let's do it. At Sesame Street doing what? Like pushing just, the broom? Yeah, kind of. Just kind of like whatever I could. Getting people Running coffee. Right, right, right. Moving something for somebody. Or just like going like, uh, you're going to follow me and we're going to go to this room over here. And mm -hmm. then we'll let you know in just a little bit. Mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. That kind of thing. And so I played a lot of assistant and producer's assistant. It was what I got promoted to right away was the producer's assistant. And then eventually led to an associate producer and then segment director. And, mm. uh, and then I was also doing YouTube at the same time. Mm. And then I, you know, kind of thought I had enough of children's TV and YouTube. And I was like, ah, oh, fuck it. You know, I want to I want to go make real movies. Right. And there was a tax incentive in Detroit at the time. And I had some family in Detroit. And I was like, let's let's go to Detroit. As soon as I got there, the fucking tax incentive leaves the state. There's no work whatsoever. Damn. 
And then that was where the actress that I was working with at the time was like, go to Los Angeles. And I was like, mm. it's a good idea. And then what so. was your first gig here? The first gig here uh, was actually for the Oscars, uh, shooting uh, for Sony for the Oscars. They had a few films, and I, I had my camera equipment that I had purchased, and they hired me to come out and shoot a bunch of interview packets with different actors. And that was the very first gig, the very first week I had arrived in L.A. That was my first gig. What do they call those? Press nice. junkets. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. But, uh, but it was kind of it was kind of interesting and kind of fun. It was kind of made a lot of friends and connections because they would send me out to somebody's house to film them. So I met like John Hawks that way. Mm -hmm. I met um, Mark Boone Jr. that way. Um, so just a bunch of amazing, interesting people. And how did you get that gig? Like. Uh, just who literally called you from the Oscars. Word, like, hey. word of mouth, word of mouth. Oh, yeah? You know, like that's always nice in our industry. If, if when you when you when you, those incoming calls, you know, happen, it's just a sweeter job. Yeah. <laughs> you know, as I opposed mean, to trying to like hustle with the, for the gig, whatever it is. When somebody calls you and they're like, "We want you to do this and pay yeah. you money," you're like, "Oh yeah, fuck, <laughs> I have value. I forgot." <laughs> well, I think back then I had some experience <laughs> and I had equipment. And right. so that would that check. Well, their that's boxes. what asked. Yeah, no, you <laughs> did have value. Yeah, you know, if you had experience and you own your own equipment, you know, you're yeah. a one one stop shop. And editing too. Would you edit everything? I, I I do some editing. I don't like to edit. I have really good editors that I try to go to. But right. you know, as a as the director producer that I am, I, I like focus. You on know, that. I really want to have my fingers in it every element that I can. So right. a lot of times I will be like. Let me do the rough assembly, or let me sit in with you, you right. know, and go through. Let the me push whole the thing. buttons. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Fuck! Can you just let us edit? Yeah. I made a documentary uh, back in 2009 called Just Like Us, where I took a bunch of comics to the Middle East, and we shot hundreds of hours of footage, and we hired this kick-ass director named um, Benny Benedict Casulis, and again through word of mouth and whatever, and this poor guy, man, you know, I was. He was in the editing room like sometimes 14 hours a day. Yeah. And I was literally over his shoulder sometimes like 12 of those hours. And at one point he's like, bro, you got to let me do my work. And I was like, I know, but <laughs> he's like, it doesn't work like that. Watch what you watch. Tell me where you want these things to go and then I'll go apply it. But if you're over behind me like backseat driving, I can't get anything done. And I was just like, and it was my first like kind of slap in the face from an editor who's like, I like you, I respect you, but you got to get out of the fucking editing room. Like, he kicked me out of the editing room. <laughs> but then he went on and made a you know, great fucking documentary. So sometimes you just got to let that mechanic do their job. You yeah. Know? Let him fix the engine the way he fixes it. You don't need to, you know, be hovering over him. So Yeah, like that show might be on the air still if they wouldn't have fired you. <laughs> right? Well, I mean, I, I think the... You know, I think the host might have passed on by now, <laughs> but uh, but it might have been on just with a new host. Right. Well, I think everybody just started arguing politics on Facebook now. That's all it is. Anymore, yeah, yeah. So. Just changed to Twitters and Facebooks. Yeah. What's your uh, what's your because uh, we did a whole episode on it on the whole cancel culture and what's going on with you know Joe Rogan and you know <laughs> dropping the n bomb left to right and him apologizing but then you know trying to make excuses like what's your what's your opinion on that i mean i don't think the n-word's ever appropriate by anybody that's just me but like you know some people like they've earned the right they can say it you know i i've, I've worked with certain people that way but n-word is no no good and joe rogan i mean i i don't want to have any beef with joe rogan but uh i don't know the guy <laughs> but i mean i i hear a lot of shit <laughs> so right 
you know. Well, it is what it is. Yeah, exactly, you know. Um, Blake, yeah, what's your stance? Um, on Joe Rogan? Yeah, just on, like, what's, you know, the whole. I think they're just after him. Um, he said it. He said he, had, I, I, a, he said there was, a, I read a, a quote. He said there, there's a political hit out on me. Yeah, that's what I think. That's what it is. I mean, especially in the Twitter community, I see he has a huge influence, a huge following. Um, I don't think anybody has a hit on him. I think it's karma. Like it's just straight up bad karma that came back to slap you in the face. It could be, it could be. But my personal opinion is that he's he's got a big thing going, and that might scare a lot of people on on the opposite side. And honestly, it just makes for headlines. So people are going to stir shit up no matter what because it's obviously tracking really well right now so oh yeah i mean it's the hottest thing in the news right now yeah the rogan scandal <laughs> don't use the n-word people that's a message for the day yeah yeah even yeah. when i'm uh you know singing along in my car i edit you know it, it, it should be obvious by now you would think you know 2022 we're in and like it should be obvious don't 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 say the n-word yeah well you know? i mean there was this track back 12 years so it's, oh, what, it's well. not it's not new um, wow, so even right. 12 years ago. It wasn't okay way back then. <laughs> don't right. do it now. I don't you know. know. I just think it's kind of... Like, I didn't see the, the compilation, but I I heard from someone that it was edited, edited out of context of what, you know, they didn't show the full conversations. It doesn't matter. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just saying, matter. I, you know, I don't you know, like give the benefit of the doubt. Hey, hey uh, you know, we walked in... To the store and bought some. Uh, was there any hard R's stores. on the end, or was whole, it? All was of it, it was hard R's. Oh, yeah, well, you know, okay. I don't sit there and you know have like say a sentence and then I'll just drop the you know the N word. It's he was and he was, look, he was using it too casually and loosely as if he was owed the right to say it, and that made it even worse because it was real. Like you know how he, you know Rogan has this thing where he's just like, you know, you know he got this thing you know and he's like. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you know, okay, and then he'll just and then they they cut all these <laughs> slices of him. He's dropping the n bomb, but it was very casually said. Mm. You know, typically when you hear a white person use the n word, they're saying it with aggression and you know, like uh, a little bit more of an emphasis. You know, and he's just like, hey, you know, kind of kind of loosey goosey about it. I know he's stoned because he smokes a lot of weed, but <laughs> he does all the drugs. Honestly, uh, they should be more mad about him. There's you know, uh, telling people to do acid and DMT and <laughs> all that shit. He, I mean, I think everybody has the right to experiment, uh, you know, once. Yeah, but don't don't go fucking crazy. You know, well, when you Cannabis have a big influence fine, like him, you know? I don't know. Maybe a teenager is listening to Joe Rogan exactly. and fucking doing acid in the basement and fucking, you know, you know. Rogan taught me how to do it. <laughs> Rogan showed me. <laughs> Episode 1,208. You know, there's know. a... There's I'm, not, he, I'm not a fan of his because he, he, he at one point tried to cancel me and ban me from the comedy store back in like, uh, like early 2000s, I think it was. And then he, in fact, got banned um, after he had that Carlos Mencia issue on stage at the comedy store i don't know if you've ever seen it. it's on mm -hmm. you know carlos mencia yeah 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 they he was on stage one night and joe rogan like ambushed him and started like saying you're a thief and everybody knows it and joe and carlos was like what get the fuck out of here i don't steal drugs and he's like it's not a secret and he started 
if you go on YouTube and just punch in Joe Rogan, Carlos Mencia, it'll pop up. Myself and a couple comics were there. One of the comics filmed it. That's why he ended up on YouTube. Oh, shit. Bobby Lee's in the video. Ari Shafir, I think. Um, and then he got banned from the comedy store, and then he dove, he went and like hung out at the improv for 15 years, I guess. And never showed face at the comedy store. I was there, you know, for the next 15, 16 years. Mitzi Shore died. Changing of the guards. He came back. And he had come back. His podcast was popular. He, uh, the MMA announcement, you know, does a, he does, you know, popular. Um, and then I eventually got, you know, scissored out of the comedy store. And... It was pretty much because the talent booker said, I've been instructed by comics to not book you. So I figured it was it was J.R. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. Maybe not make assumptions. Well, when the manager says, I've been instructed by comedians to not book <laughs> you, and he, was, and he was the cult leader of the comedy store for that time, yeah. yeah, it was for sure him. But, you know, I don't have any hard record of it. But So it's just interesting you know, here we are years later. He's going through his own, you know, not he. He'll never get canceled because I think his his following and audience is just is just massive. I mean, um, if Trump doesn't get canceled, Joe Rogan's right. safe, <laughs> right? You know, like they should run together. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, I, I wouldn't Joe be surprised. You know, I wouldn't be surprised if Joe Rogan does run for something at some point. I'll say that much. You know. <laughs> I was going to say something, but I'm going to bite my tongue. <laughs> Joe Rogan's going to watch this episode and be like, those motherfuckers well, they are all banned you know. from the comedy store. <laughs> that's what he's going to say. I didn't say next. anything. I, uh, I don't want to get banned. <laughs> I haven't even played the comedy store yet, so you know, I, I, I'm banned until I play, I guess. <laughs> so what's your, what's your uh, you've been here for 10 years, you said, in, yeah, Ho in Hollywood. In Hollywood, yeah. 16 years in the states altogether. And what's your uh like cuz I got sick of Hollywood. I ended up moving to the West Side. Mm. But like what's your favorite thing to do in Hollywood? If you can if you can tell our our fans and listeners and watchers who aren't from Hollywood, what would be the top 3 things you would recommend people to do in Hollywood? Uh, you know, just for fun. Uh, for fun. Okay. Well, if it's for fun, then I say, you know, like throw pennies at homeless people when you're walking around. Okay. <laughs> Um, yeah. You know, if you see a stool pigeon, kick it. You know, the usual skateboarder goes by, throw a stick. Right. You know, I, I should. A lot of uh, <laughs> Irish aggression coming no. out here. <laughs> Damn, dude. No, no. But, uh, you know, the odd, I love walking. I love yeah. going on hikes. I love going on a walk. Yeah, there's uh, some nice little canyons, Runyon Canyon. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. used to do Runyon Canyon all the time. Uh, you know, now I'm in Pasadena area, so I go walking through parks. People know me now because I literally just walk around on phone mm. calls for hours on end, just walking around the neighborhood. You're that guy? Yeah, I'm that guy. So, like, people will there literally... Goes, there goes the phone call. You talk guy. excessively loud so everybody can hear your important I don't know if I talk excessively <laughs> loud, but maybe for some people. But right. usually they see me early in the morning with, like, a coffee or my Red Bull in hand, the, you know, the earphones the in. You know, glasses on, hat, or sometimes no hat, so they just see like somebody go around. Oh, like, I forgot you had. Yeah, hey. hey. <laughs> right. I, I totally forgot you had blonde hair. Uh, yeah, it. yeah, I, I dyed it 
and then everyone started doing it on TikTok, mm. and now it's like a, a. So you started the trend? No, I didn't start the trend, oh. but apparently my stylist was in on it before oh, okay. it was a thing. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, she had the inside track on. Yeah, it, it was her idea, and uh, I don't know. I like it. I like it. I might you know, I look it. like a you know pineapple or a, <laughs> you know like a rooster or something. So I'm like. Lesbians with that haircut too. You know? Yeah, a few lesbians. I could be a lesbian. <laughs> I mean, I guess yeah, I'm a lesbian. <laughs> I mean, shit. Careful, uh, careful. Yeah. You're gonna get canceled. I'm not gonna get canceled. I'm not saying anything. I'll just, just say there's some. I said that's it. Said the L word. It's a haircut that they may have. I know. I know a few. Gonna get dicey here. Should um, we restart the episode? No, 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 no. <laughs> yeah, put your fucking black sweater on. We had to restart the episode because Ahmed was wearing black on black, and he was just a floating head back here. So Wolf was like, "Hey man, can you change your shirt? Because you looks like your head's like a puppet just floating around." <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Sesame Street. Yeah, I forgot. Are those puppets, or is there people in those like big bird suit? That's not a big puppet, is it? The big bird? But no, that's a real yeah, bird. That's a person. That's a real, a bird. real fucking bird. We, we found that bird <laughs> in the Amazon and right. taught it to speak, and it's been alive for like a hundred years. <laughs> Have you seen the documentary um, on the guy who who was Carol Spinney? What's his name? Carol Spinney, the the big bird. Yeah, was that the name of the doc? Uh, no, the name of the doc was um, it's called Big Bird, wasn't it? Oh God! Have you uh, seen it? I have. Yeah, it's a, an amazing doc. I forgot what it's what it's called. Uh, it'll come to me. I don't need to know it, but. No, it, it's it, it's a tearful doc. You know, you I'm cry sorry. with that shit. We'll find it. We'll I'll, I'll pull it up for you. Uh, he, if I remember correctly, um, wasn't he, or didn't he start out as a puppeteer himself? Uh, I think I think yeah, he was a puppeteer. He was a puppeteer. And he was Jim a voice Henson performer. Saw him at a puppet like conference or some shit, puppet like uh, festival. Why well, I, I know uh, I know Kevin Clash happened that way. Uh, Elmo that happened that way. Carol Spinney. I don't know how Carol Spinney got into it. With well, Jim him. Henson is he is Sesame Street. Yeah, yeah, he's the creator so, so of Sesame Street. In the doc, he was um, he was like you know Jim Henson. He was like a big guy at the time. And this is the uh, Big Bird. What's his name? Again? Carol Spinney. Carol. Carol Spinney. Carol Spinney. Yeah. Um, was trying to be a puppeteer himself, and he did a, a show that failed mil- miserably. Like the projector went out and props didn't work and it just didn't go his way. But Jim Henson was in the audience. Mm. And he said Jim Henson went up to him afterwards and said, I really like what you did up there and don't worry about mistakes that's going to happen and blah, blah, blah. Do you want to come work for me? And I think he started as a puppeteer. Yeah, I have no idea. <laughs> anyway, it's good. We'll, it's we'll it's find, a great we'll, doc. We'll dig, up, we'll dig up the info for you. It's a, it's a great doc. You know, there's a there's a bunch of them out now. HBO just released another Sesame Street doc. Uh, I can't remember what that's called either. Uh, but I think it's something like uh, the Gang or something mm-hmm. like that. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, that's another amazing doc in HBO. Um, what's next for you? What's next like, for work, me? Work wise, what do you have in the pipeline? Uh, God, what am I allowed to talk about? Um. Do you well, sign NDAs on all your... Some stuff I do, but, uh, <laughs> you know, th- this one's kind of known already, but I- I'm going to be directing a Garfield movie. Uh, oh, I can't right. I can't talk about what's in the movie of it, but uh, I've been attached to this thing for, like, two years, and the like pandemic... animation just, or live action? It, it, a mix of both. Oh, okay. mix of both. I guess because Garfield's a, a well, it's, animated it's, character. It's going to be a 2D animated Garfield, you know, in the... 
real world right, like situation. Clifford. Yeah, yeah, but you know, <laughs> um, Space Jam, Clifford, right. things like that. Tom and Jerry. That's fun. I but, think uh, I saw a trailer for that already. On the Tom and Jerry one, the Garfield game. Oh well, there, there's a they. So Viacom bought the Garfield franchise from Jim Davis, the creator of Garfield, and he's always owned it and ran everything himself, approved all the merch, everything. And uh, he finally was kind of like, I've been doing it long enough. I'm going to, you know, hand it off. And Viacom bought it and Viacom owns it. And uh, so I'll be doing one of their many Garfield projects that they're doing. Um, So that one will be hopefully if everything with the pandemic, you know, starts going, then we'll be, you know, going or else, you know, who knows? They might still tell me, never mind. (laughs) You know, we can we want to change, but. That'll be a fun one. I got another pro- animated project. I'm doing a 3D fairy tale one with a TCL. Um, and then uh, I have a, a, a comedy album and a comedy special that I film next month um, oh, with yeah. uh, my wow. comedy partner, Philip Wilburn. Uh, so we do our Abbott, yeah, we do Where? our Abbott Costello thing of Wilburn and Gottfried, but it's gonna, it's it's a it, essentially it's going to be a docu special of us recording our comedy album, uh, kind of like how when uh, when Conan O'Brien did his Conan Can't mm-hmm. Stop, they did the documentary mm-hmm. of his tour. We're doing the same thing, but we're kind of BBCing it a bit mm-hmm. because it's um, we're weird. We like <laughs> absurd shit, you know. Like it's very. I, I, like the, the we have a hard time always describing our comedy type together because we have our little outfits that we wear and we do our you know shtick, but it's still us as comedians. But it's just once we're together, we you know we put a little backstory to it and we do some fun stuff. But so it's going to be a docu special of us making this comedy album called Leave a Message, and it's based on a true events. <laughs> Because for, will there be a live show that you're gonna film? Nah, no, there'll be a live show in the studio itself because yeah. we're gonna film the entire special in the studio. So got we'll it. be in the booth, and then people will be in the control room laughing and doing their such. Got it, got it. But uh, the the whole thing's based on true events because for about five months, me and Philip would call each other every day nonstop to talk about ideas and you know jokes and different things, and uh, and we were doing a bunch of shows together at the su- time, same time live shows, and. Uh, <laughs> We would just first, I don't even know how it started. Maybe he remembers, but we just started leaving each other weird voicemails. <laughs> and so anytime we didn't talk, it wasn't like, hey, man, I had an idea for something. Call me back. It was like, hey, this is John's junkyard <laughs> and you got to stop leaving your sick dogs here. OK, we don't, we're not going to take your sick dogs over at John's junkyard. All right, Philip, you got to come pick them up by Tuesday at 1243. All right, because there's a lot of sick dogs and we've already had to eat two of them, you know, and that was the voicemail. That's how it turned into a, a every day, like 50 duo. different voicemails. That's funny. And so now we're going to turn that into a comedy album, and we're going to film a special the, the, around the recorded it. voicemails. Yeah, yeah, we're oh. gonna we're gonna re-sit down in the booth and re-record oh, them, yeah, yeah, add yeah, a yeah. few new ones in, see if we can make That's each fun, other man. break during Hell it. Oh yeah, what's it? Uh, is there a title? Uh, leave a message. Leave a message. <laughs> yeah, leave a message. So it'll be a. We're gonna film that next month, and then we'll see when it actually airs. You know, it comes out. When you uh, when you walked in, I'll, we were asking you what your best Hollywood tale is yeah. you also said you had a rough one last night oh, i did oh yeah last night sucked it, i mean it, it's like it, it you know for for lack of better sense yesterday sucked um so i was over at the hollywood improv last night hanging out and uh the somebody broke into our truck and stole the shit out of it 
So at, in the parking lot of the improv? No, and this is a, so this is something for the listeners, viewers, whatever platform you're watching on. Just pay the ten dollar valet at the Hollywood Improv. Just right. pay the ten dollars because if you park on the street, right. you're gonna have a huge fucking bills because some jackass decided to smash out your windows. And that's open happening the door a lot shit. right now in Los Angeles. Uh, uh, home invasions, break-ins, uh, people. Um, I I heard recently that. Um, Catalytic, well, how do you say it? Catalytic, catalytic converter. Catalytic, catalytic. Eight hundred bucks for them on the street. They just go saw them under from under your car, and then you can people are getting like they're just taking those. And then it takes like fifteen hundred bucks to replace yeah. it. It's a nightmare for whoever it happens to. But there's a lot yeah. of that happening, so that sucks. So last night, what would they take? Uh, like a few bags of like you know different things like camera equipment and oh, some just sucks, clothes man. and sucks, snowboard yeah. equipment and my girlfriend's you know dirty laundry so there's probably some weird guy out there just like oh yeah <laughs> you know like it's just it's just like Jesus you know but like I I was so pissed because I I hadn't eaten that day you know like we went out there to have like it was already a rough day and we went out there to go laugh and have a good time with people and hang out was she with you yeah she was with um, me yeah, I met so, your she's nice yeah they yeah. She's wonderful. Yeah, yeah, they took all of her shit. I'm so sorry. And really I'm sorry. You know, it was just it was one of those things. After a long day, you're already tired. Yeah. You know, we walked out of the car. I jumped into the driver's side seat, not even realizing it. And then she was going. I was like, Oh, let me open the door for her. Be a gentleman. I got out, walked around, and I looked. And I was like, Oh my god! Like Shattered glass every everywhere. glass everywhere, door open. Wow. You know. And I, I was so pissed. I had to call the cops, deal with the insurance, mm. find the receipts for every fucking item that yeah. was stolen because you got to give the proof of everything. Sure. And then I had to clean out the truck all last night. So I didn't go to bed until like 530 in the morning. Oh, man. And the whole time uh, I'm just like, I'm just, you know, I'm doing a Bill Burr in my head. I'm like, I'm going to break your fucking legs. You know, <laughs> like I'm just I'm so pissed, you know, and that now it sucks, I, man. I'm really sorry to hear that. That's happening nah. a lot in Los Angeles. You know, yeah, I'm, I'm down in Venice Beach and it happens down there. But for some reason, Hollywood, West Hollywood. There's a real focus on that area for break-ins. It's yeah, a lot yeah. of my friends who like live it's there, everywhere. So, yeah, it's everywhere. It's everywhere. I'm just gonna start remembering valet, valet, valet. They'll well, rifle yeah. through your yeah, shit but, too. Well, yeah, that's Oof. what I'm saying. But even if you valet, they're gonna park your car in a public lot, right? Like not a public lot, but like an open lot. I would hope they would at least have some eyes on it somewhere. Sure. You know. Yeah. Especially nowadays, with you know the way the break-ins that you're saying happen. Hopefully, you know, some guys are walking up like you know strapped so give me your jewelry and that kind of shit i put air tags on all my shit and i'm waiting and i'll track someone down <laughs> I, you know fucking, i thought hey, about that afterwards fucking, yeah i was like fuck i need to i need to get you some feel of fucking those. violated when you get robbed like that it's yeah I, I was just, like, what did they take you know you know it, it for me it wasn't even about the shit they took it was just about the hassle i had to go through afterwards yeah, so replace and the fucking and money that now time, has to be yeah, spent yeah no, it's, it's it's wasted time it's wasted money it's wasted exactly money. well thank god nothing worse happened like you know yeah you could have been sitting in your car and they come up with the you know whatever you know like i i've had instances like that in the past not with a gun but with a knife and i'm stupid when it comes to that. i i just i refuse on everything i'm just like now now <laughs> now do it See ya, do it. <laughs> you know, like now nah. you're Irish, bro. You, you know, you have, you have no fear. Uh, yeah, but uh, but yeah. Well, dude, uh, 
I hope you get everything back. So yeah, we'll see. We'll see how that one goes. Does insurance charge you a deductible on top of that? Yeah, our deductible is like a thousand dollars or Fuck. some stupid shit. You know, but luckily, I mean, all the stuff they got was several thousand stuff, yeah. and it wasn't like we were stupid. It wasn't like the bag was just sitting on the back seat. You know, you you lift up your seats and you tuck it all underneath, sure. and you know, so it was tucked. You know, yeah. it was tucked and hidden, but it was just yeah, people, but people, you know, looking around. Yeah, looking around, looking to see. You had that ten thousand dollar Breitling in the glove box, right? Yeah, watch. Yeah. 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 yeah, yes, yes, yes. That, uh, Make sure, you get reimbursed for that. Yeah, yeah, you know. Um, what we got on time, Wolf? Twenty minutes. You want to hear a Hollywood tale? I absolutely do, sir. All right, I can do this in twenty minutes. Uh, <laughs> Damn, <not. laughs> no. How long is this tale? Uh, no, no, no. I'll, I'll shorten it up. I'll Good shorten time. it up. I'm not going to do some act outs for you, but uh, no, you, you know, should do, yeah. Oh, do yeah? the act outs. Okay. All right. We'll figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> How sturdy is this desk? <laughs> <laughs> um, no, so this is this is years ago. Uh, I don't even remember the year anymore. This is back when I used to drink. I used to. A lot of, lot of any of you that know me, a lot of my Hollywood tales are drinking stories. You know, I used to double fist a lot of drinks at Hollywood parties go around. But uh, this one year I got invited to a porn star's birthday party. I won't tell her name, but she invited me to her birthday party. And she's married to like a big musician guy. And uh, so we roll up at, to her house, big mansion house, you know, Ferraris, Lamborghinis everywhere, people walking in. We go into this house and I'm there with uh, two girls with me. We go into this place. I'm like, holy shit, this is a nice. I never knew she was that well off <laughs> kind of thing. And uh, everyone's at this party. MMA fighters, football players, other musicians, guys from like Guns N' Roses are because there. All, they all watch porn. So. Exactly. They had a whole dance floor in the back and they had put, built shelves and stages, everything in the backyard. Mike Tyson was there and I'm a huge Mike Tyson fan. So I, and yeah. I just started smoking weed. So I was like holy shit, I'm going to smoke weed with Mike Tyson. That's my goal tonight. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm not going to drink. I'm not going to drink. I'm going to be cool. I'm going to be chill with this. So we're standing in the kitchen, you know, like we're all just standing there and this big guy comes up. And I mean, this guy is massive. Like I'm, I'm decently tall. I'm like six foot, but this motherfucker, he's like, had to be like seven, five, something like that comes up and he's like, Hey, uh, how you guys doing? You know? And we're like, Oh yeah, we're good. We're good. You know, he's from some foreign country that I never asked about. And he starts telling us how he's an ex-football player, and now he's an agent for sports and all this, and knows all these people. And we're talking, and he's like, oh, yeah, uh, how long you been together? And all this. So he's asking relationship questions, and then he immediately switches to, do you guys party? And I don't know what the fuck that means. <laughs> and, and the girl I was with, she didn't know what the fuck that means. We're looking at each other like, is he, is he trying to swing with us or something? You know. And her sister's there. Her sister's already drunk off her ass. And she's like, what's wrong with you guys? Of course we party. Woo, yeah. You know, thinking this party. And he's like, awesome. Follow me then. So he starts leading us down the hallway. And we're thinking, what the fuck did she just get us into? Are, are we going to get fucked? Is he going to bring us into a back room and fuck us? Like, what the hell is going on right now? We're thinking <laughs> it's going to be like a weird orgy. Going down the hallway, passing all these people. We're panicking in the back. She's bouncing up in front. You know, he's leading the, the way. Opens up the bedroom door. And of course, immediately to our horror, not helping the whole situation, there are two people going at it on the bed. Now, it gets weirder because at the corner of the bed is a dwarf. And he's <laughs> sitting there and he's like, oh, yeah. Oh, oh, I like that. Yeah. 
oh, yeah. And we're like, what the fuck is about to happen right now? <laughs> he leads us into a bathroom in the back of the room. And I'm like, oh, thank God we're going to the bathroom. And then I'm like, is he going to fuck us in the bathroom and make a shower first? I don't know what the fuck's happening. Why, why are you going along with this, though? I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't yeah, know. I like but I'm just curious. following the two been... girls, and I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Right. We go into this back bathroom, and it's a tiny bathroom for all four of us to fit in. Like, you know, two girls going first. They shuffle into the back by the shower there. I step in, and then he comes in. And like I said, he's a big, massive dude in a tiny little bathroom space. And I'm standing there, and he just reaches over me. And closes the door. And so it's just a big arm right over me. I'm like, is he going to fuck me first? <laughs> like, I'm getting a little nervous now. <laughs> and then he reaches in and he pulls out this tiny little bag of cocaine. And it's got a money symbol on it. I'm like, oh, thank fuck. It's just drugs. Oh, he's not going to fuck us. It's just drugs. But then I'm like, oh, there's a money sign. That's probably expensive drugs, too. You know, and then I look at them and I was like, have you guys ever done coke? I had never done coke before. So I was like, all right, I'll, I'll try it once, you know, like always try everything once, you know, twice if you like it. And uh, it has fentanyl in it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, and, and the two girls, they had tried it in the past. And so, you know, I was like, all right. So he does a bump, you know, goes to the girl, bump, goes to the girl, bump, goes to me. And my remind you, in the next room, just behind that bathroom door, are two people on the bed. You know, having at it. And fucking Peter Dinklage from uh, Game exactly. of Thrones. Exactly. Peter Dinklage is there going, I don't know if it was oh, him, yeah. but in, in my head it was him. <laughs> but uh, so, you know, he's standing there and I'm, all I'm hearing is just, oh, yeah. Oh, that's nice. Oh, oh, yeah. That's real good. And I'm just like losing my shit at this situation. I'm like, what the fuck? And I'm already high because I had smoked a joint earlier, but I didn't drink. And he gets up to me and he goes to put it to my nose. Not like, here, you do it yourself. Like, he's literally spoon feeding me Coke mm -hmm. to my nose. And I go, <clears throat> and off the, you know, off the little stick thing. And I, and I immediately do the, the puppy dog eyes look up, thinking he's going to deck me in the face. I'm going to fly through the door. And at the same time, I'm like, well, if he was going to fuck me before, he's definitely going to fuck me now. <laughs> and uh, he looks at me, he's like, oh, and I'm like, I'm so sorry. <laughs> he's like, Ugh. and he goes and he's like, just don't do it again. <sighs> so of course, stick He's comes back, and I'm already so nervous from the first time. You're like, Can you hold and I'm hair? still hearing the shit, and I literally cannot. I'm like, <laughs> and then it fucking happens again. <laughs> I'm like, oh no, I'm at least gonna have to suck this guy's dick to say sorry. And I'm like, I'm so sorry. I'm already fucked up. And he's like, clearly. And he does it, does it, you know, he's all grumpy now and shit. And he looks at me and he's like, no more for you. And then he like reans underneath my arm, grabs the door and pulls it open. And kind of squishes me against the wall, shuffles out. The two girls follow. And now by the time we get into the bedroom, the dwarf is now naked. Huge dick. But, he, you know, dwarf is naked. Huge dick. And he's on the bed like, oh, yeah, this is going to be good. And I'm just like, what the fuck is happening right is now? Is this a Hollywood tale or a Game of Thrones episode? <laughs> what the fuck is going on? <laughs> I love it. That was, I was like, what the fuck is happening? So I get back into the kitchen. I'm like, you know what? I'm, I'm, 
I've, I've had enough. I'm going to sit right here at the kitchen island with this bowl of fruit in front of me, and I'm just going to, like, sit here and, and wait it out, I guess. The girls bounced off around the party, and I'm sitting there watching this bowl of fruit, and everyone's taking fruit throughout the night except for the pineapple. The pineapple is the only thing left. I'm like, oh, yeah, it's a safe word. America's number one safe word is pineapple. No one's like, bring me the pineapple. No one's saying that out loud. And I'm sitting there like, fuck. And then I look over. Bam, Mike Tyson, right outside, sitting on the sofa. I'm like, now's my chance. I'm going to go smoke weed with Mike Tyson. I get up. I walk out the back door. Immediately when I turn, who do I see? The guy from the bathroom fucking hugging Mike Tyson and smoking a joint with him. I'm like, Dang. well, I'm definitely not That's smoking not weed with Mike Tyson now. <laughs> so, you know, that was, uh, that was the end of my night. And I just sat there all sad in the kitchen as people are, like, making out, going at it around me. And I'm just like... <sighs> I'm not even like didn't even get a chance to try Coke properly for the first time. So that's the reason I don't do Coke. That's the reason I never got to smoke weed with Mike Tyson. And that's a Hollywood tale for me. Hell yeah. I like it. It's a great one. I'll bite. <laughs> <laughs> no, there was a moment there when you were like really getting graphic about the dwarf. I was just like, is this happening in your head? Or no. <laughs> like, <laughs> Or is it really happening now? I've had so well, had many friends. I would have went back to the room and fucking <laughs> checked it out at least. You got mean. a porn star's house. What do you expect? Yeah, yeah, yeah right? exactly. And Mike Tyson's there. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, thanks for that story. Thanks for coming yeah, on the man. podcast, Blake. Any good closing statements? This has been another episode of Hollywood Tales with Ahmed Ahmed, Blake Barty, and you and Godfrey. And um, we're here every week at Jam in the Van. Go to jamminthevan.com. Check out their live shows, music, comedy. Um, subscribe to the YouTube channel, um, Jam in the Van, and check out Hollywood Tales, past episodes. want to thank the staff, uh, the two Jakes, Jack, um, and our guy, Wolf Ramirez, over here behind the scenes, making it all happen. We appreciate you. Be safe out there. Please tune in again. And oh, maybe you want to plug your Instagram. Oh, uh, I changed it. It's at Blake Barty Comedy. Just type Blake Barty; it'll come up. Got you in E W A N. Spell that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> with G O T E W A N. Got you in. It's you know my face says you and Gottfried. You'll find it. You know. <laughs> and I'm yeah. uh, at Ahmed Ahmed Comedy. A H M E D twice Comedy. Ahmed Ahmed Comedy. Peace out. Thank you, guys. Thanks, Hell bro. Yeah. Dude. Yeah.